Welcome to Walking the Worlds podcast. My name is Rachel, and this is a podcast where we step behind the veil to take a look at some long lost and little known urban legends and spooky stories. The words Launch Complex 34 may not mean anything to some people, they're just words. Situated in the top corner of Cape Canaveral's property, Launch Complex 34 posts an eerie and desolate image. With train tracks embedded in the ground, the four-legged concrete structure, which Apollo 1 and later Apollo 7, would have sat atop, rises up in an area that is empty of little else. In the background, current launch structures can be seen, but here, overlooking the sea and the feeling of the breeze lapping up from the coast, things feel a little bit different. Cape Canaveral, or Cape Kennedy as it was known up until 1973, is the home of America's space program, famous for its often spectacular Apollo and shuttle launches. In recent years, it's also become home to SpaceX and Boeing's space programs. On the days of big launches, such as manned missions, viewing areas in the nearby roads are often full many hours before the launch itself occurs. The sight of a rocket taking to the skies and the excitement of wanting to know what lies beyond our own tiny planet is still a major draw, even though launches are now as routine as catching a plane. Launch Complex 34 was abandoned in 1969, a few months after the launch of Apollo 7. This concrete structure was, sadly, the site of one of the first disasters which showed the public how dangerous space exploration could be. AS-204 was Apollo 1's test name. It would only be named Apollo 1 if it got off the ground. Those who know their history will know that this never happened. AS-204 was going to be the first manned mission of the Apollo program, the end goal of which was to successfully land a manned spacecraft on the moon. Apollo 1 was simply going to be a test. The engineers at NASA wanted to put the manned Apollo command and service module into orbit. The launch was scheduled for February of 1967. In January, the pilots geared up for what they thought was going to be a launch rehearsal. Little did they know that Apollo 1 ever make it off the ground. On January 27, 1967, pilots Gus Grissom, Ed White and Roger B. Chaff rode the Astrovan out to the launch site. This particular rehearsal was to test if the Apollo spacecraft could correctly operate under its own internal power. The test was considered non-hazardous as there was no fuel or cryogenics aboard the spacecraft and the pyrotechnics had been disabled. The engineers were confident and didn't plan for any serious emergencies, which proved to be a fatal mistake. After the first successful run, faulty wiring caused an electric spark that ignited the highly oxygenated air in the craft. It took about five seconds for the flames to overwhelm the cabin. The door was sealed shut, trapping the pilots inside. There was no way for rescue crews to get in. The fire eventually burned a hole through the cabin and burst through the exterior of the craft. They died almost instantly and their spacesuits and oxygen tubes were found partially melted. According to the autopsy, the pilots died from asphyxiation after being exposed to the toxic, pressurised air. The third-degree burns that covered their bodies happened after their deaths. It was a gruesome end for those three brave men. These days, the structure sits on the edge of the coast. Three words, abandoned in place, have been stenciled onto the concrete pillars and the area has, understandably, become a memorial to those who lost their lives on that winter morning in 1967. Two plaques which dedicated to those three astronauts are now attached to the launch pad and there are also three granite benches each bearing the name of one of the men sitting close by. A little kiosk tells their stories. The Apollo disaster left a dark cloud over NASA. Public perception shifted. It was later revealed that one of the contractors of the Apollo program was knowingly doing subpar work. 
the man tests of the Apollo mission were halted as investigations and Senate hearings were held. Before the fire, Apollo 1 was simply referred to as AS-204 and the name Apollo 1 was reserved for the first successful manned launch of the Apollo spacecraft. At the request of the families of the late astronauts, the mission was renamed Apollo 1. The next manned mission, Apollo 7, was the last to take off from Launch Complex 34. The crew trained for 21 months and rigorous testing and inspections were done of the Apollo spacecraft and its equipment. The crew actually monitored the construction of the spacecraft in person. Though Apollo 7 was a success, tensions between the crew and ground control were high, mainly due to the fear of another disaster. You can visit Launch Complex 34 on tours given by the Kennedy Space Centre. But for a while, those tours were suspended due to strange happenings around the former launch pad. On approaching the launch pad, many people have felt the air change. Normally warm and humid, the temperature, despite being Florida, feels like it drops. People have described feelings of sadness, dread and fear hanging over the area. Some people have said that they've heard screams of the dying astronauts, an awful death that took around 10 seconds before they were overcome by the smoke. Others have said that they've seen apparitions of the men. Some have seen them on top of the launch pad, while others have seen them standing beneath it or on the nearby shoreline. A handful of reports from visitors tell of them experiencing the entire tragedy. Standing in the presence of the launch pads, they found themselves transported back to that January morning in 1967. They see the capsule nestled on top of the launch pad and hear the astrovan approach. They see the three astronauts exit the vehicle and climb into Apollo 1 in order to run through their final rehearsals. As those final moments approach, those viewers who are taking it in, so many years later feel the atmosphere change. Around them the air becomes charged and the fear begins to creep in. Finally they see the flames begin to pick through the capsule and hear the panicked screams of the three men trapped inside. The smell of smoke, long since gone, is sharp in the air and the heat of the fire touches their skin. Moments later the images fade and the person finds themselves standing on an empty and long abandoned launch pad. A friend of mine pointed me towards this story and they themselves have visited the memorial at Launch Complex 34. They said that the atmosphere was heavy and filled with sadness and at the moment had a poignancy to it. Once they stepped away from the launch pad and began to make their way back towards the main complex, the atmosphere changed once more to the warm and humid one that they had been experiencing before stopping at the memorial. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is the story of Gus, Ed and Roger. Their lives live on throughout history, immortalised for to remember. Space travel has come so far since those early days. The risks are still there, but there is now so much in place to ever stop them from happening. These days, launches happen as often as a bus passes by. They're as commonplace as going to the grocery store. And more often than not, they're streamed online for us to watch in glorious 4K. But we must never forget those who went before us, nor those who gave their lives so that we can continue to explore the heavens above us. And maybe, just maybe, those three astronauts like to spend time keeping an eye on what's going on around their launch pad. I'm sure that they would be over the moon with the progress that's been made since they first entered the aerospace world. Thank you so much for listening. If you'd like something new to read, please take a look at our website at www.roswellpublishing.co.uk. And until next time, keep watching the skies.